This week on the Push Wallace podcast, what to do in a competition event week with your training and your nutrition, how to be a flashy twat, and before or after breakfast, when are you brushing your teeth? And three, two, one. I've escaped the bed bug so far. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Legs podcast. With myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. We've got a little giggle out there. we got a giggle. You caught me That's off fine. guard there, mate. Yeah, you caught me off guard. I was not expecting that at all. And then I remembered all the fucking news. They made it to London now, have they? They made it across yeah, the Euro yeah, stuff. Yeah. They've made oh. it. They took the... They, they, they both are smart. They took the train. Um, yeah, yeah. I can, I can <laughs> they, imagine. They're, they're pouncing on the main cities. So machining... Um, so I've, I mean, my main source of uh, knowledge on this is through Instagram reels and TikToks, probably. So, probably Instagram reels are two weeks behind TikToks. So, correct. Yeah. Here two, two weeks behind. Yeah. So, yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah. ago. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I've seen videos of them. They're like, um, yeah, bed bugs I've London. I've just put in what comes up. I've seen, I've seen a few people didn't really know what bed bugs were. Um, well, the bugs that live like, in your bed, so <laughs> no, but then they were like, Oh, that's it's like that kind of the bugs that are just everywhere, kind of like, All right, there's always bugs everywhere, that's fine, but it's the ones you can't yeah. see. I was like, No, 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 you can see these ones, they yep. feast on flesh, they're uh-huh. fucking gross. I've never seen them in person, but I did have to take the tube yesterday, so they're on the tube, apparently. It says here, Oh, yeah, I was having a little lookout, so. I normally cycle everywhere, so I'm I'm reasonably safe. But I'm assuming the clothes that I wore on the tube yesterday, I might as well just burn them. So, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody in uh, Made of Vale sees, uh, yeah, there's probably going to be some burning buildings around. So I live at flat. I'm not going to say that on the podcast. That did me some <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, I live on Elgin Avenue. It's a fucking massive road. See, see which one you get to. Elgin Avenue, huh? Correct. Um, yeah, what's going on, mate? Yoda. Not a lot, mate. I just um, well, as I went on that bed bugs thing, I've just been hit with um with golf shoes adverts. Um, so I'm currently looking at Jordans, uh, right in front of me, Jordan golf shoes. Um, and now I'm thinking about buying a pair because I've already got two pairs. What what would go wrong with a third pair? I think you should. You definitely need to. Um. Get a pair of new shoes before I come out. Otherwise, it's what you it's probably what you need to do. Yeah. So you like my oh, I got a new baby odor. A new fun, fungo pop. I like these. They're quite funny. That's what the, the thing the, the little models are called. All right. Funkos. Funkos. See? Yeah. Tom's just got a little he's got a little another toy. He's child. He's Tom's hey, a child. Um, he's a man child. Tom's I'm, a man child. Uh... I'm funding Vietnam. That's what I'm doing. Helping helping yeah. third world countries out. Thank they you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> not like you. Not like yeah. you, Dan. Yeah. So, I live in I live in a third world country, mate. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> 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 Biggest very first world. Um, Definitely not. That's fine. Um, what's been happening your week? All good. Yeah, mate. Not too bad. Golf lesson last week went okay. Sort of identified a few issues, which I'm hoping will be fixed by the time you come out. I know it's fantastic. I, I saw your fun. post. I I actually saw your email because uh, I was like, I knew it was going to be go about golf, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give this. I give this a scan read. You got about thirty seconds of my uh, time, which is way yeah. more than you normally get on an email. I was so. about to say, yeah, it must be. But yeah, <laughs> I, um, no, I shot seventy-seven That's last round. Good. I played, so I'll, fun, I'll yeah. take that. There was a few. There was a few. A few errors and I had one chip in, so that 
I mean, I said it doesn't count. It does count, but like technically it's 78. Do you know what I mean? Really, like, I mean, really count. I've never um, seen you chip in, so I don't think no, that well, ever happened. Well, I, so it did. And then, um, and the guy I was playing with, I beat him. So that was good. Like, he was, um, he's another guy I kind of know there. Um, so yeah, Mike doesn't, Mike doesn't count. So I saw you play with Mike. No, so. Mike, yeah. <laughs> um, I play Mike tomorrow, actually, in you know, par three. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. Nice. Um, he does like a little part three. He's, he's obviously the thing is he, he he would go on it like he would go on a bigger course. I think mean, he's been on what he's been on one a couple of times, um, but he he can't he doesn't want to do it if there's other people left. So I'm like, well, I can't guarantee that it'll be that what, way. Like book out the whole tea time. Yeah, yeah, okay. basically, yeah. And I'm like, I can't yeah. guarantee there'll be no one else there. Blah blah. blah. And he just gets it obviously would get really nervous with it. So, hey. There's yeah, no no that. other sport like it, I swear. First tee nerves are just the oh, biggest right. thing, no matter who you're playing with. You're playing like, in front of other people as well, I think is definitely an element yeah, of it. It's just like it's madness. Like like every single time, like Alan Shearer talks about that. He's just like he's played in front of hundreds of thousands of people, obviously millions of people playing football, and he's like never been nervous that. But he was just like the first tee for goal yeah. and he played it like I think he did like the pro am at Wentworth once and he was like I am shitting my pants like and he's apparently like he plays off like six or seven or something so he's a decent golfer but he's just like mm. I am shitting my pants I cannot do this and he was just like what is this going on um so yeah well we got competition starts I mean this time in like no 10 days ish boom yeah me and you me and you, that is. Not, um, but you, you have a obviously a direct advantage. Everybody listening, he has a big advantage being playing every single day and knowing the courses better than me and the conditions. So oh, we need to, all the courses. Next, next year, we need to bring you back and we go and play Lynx or English golf. So I get a slight leg up. That's what we need. Yeah, but you can't guarantee the weather, mate. I just don't, I can't see it happening. That's, that's what the fun. Back. That's the fun of golf. That's the fun of I'm playing. Not playing in the rain, mate. I'm not we'll playing play, in the rain. We're gonna go to Scotland and we're gonna play in the rain. No, I'm a fair weather now. golfer. I'm a fair <laughs> weather golfer. Right, we need to go play some links because well, actually, you hit a lower ball than me, so it's that. Well, it's that. Well, that's that's one of the things he's fucking changing. So yeah, um, I, I'm sure yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to get you want to because basically, if anybody's bored of this golf chat, that's fine. Um, because you'll probably want to land the ball on the green so it just stops. So your carry distance is very similar to your total yardage. So you have that kind of element. Whereas Dan would probably bounce on slightly. Probably got some nip on it. Either guy, the lad hits with a little bit of nip, but yeah, probably goes doosh doosh before it stops mm. you don't want it to release out as much i would assume yeah he just um he just i mean i'm too steep on the ball um yeah. i mean my head too far forward and and essentially also uh, you... hitting, hitting it up has also got something to do with speed mate as well so swing speed needs to dial in doesn't it yeah, yeah that's it but you yeah, know it's all it's all going well it's just <laughs> a case of um it's just implementing it and it feels very strange and odd and all those things that happens when you change something in your golf swing, basically. But it'll be fine. Ten days to practice. I've got another lesson this weekend. We'll be fine. Mm. Absolutely fine. I have another lesson. No, I probably have another lesson just before you arrive as well. I'm actually um, going to play twice before as well. So I'm playing. Ooh. I'm hopefully going to go out and just practice this weekend, and then I am playing. Tom's taking it seriously. So Tom is taking yeah. it seriously. So I'll be at the Addington on Monday if anybody wants to come down there. So yeah, lovely. You can't play, but I'll be there. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, today we need to talk about um, 
Obviously, I've got a combine going right this second. If you're a part of it, congratulations. If you're not, then what the fuck you do? Um, I think we got. I think we have rounded out about thirty people who are jumping in to train for something this week, which is nice and fun. Um, in a That's little cool. Facebook group, so we'll see what's going on. Um, but we'll give a little. Uh, just, I don't know, if you follow my socials, everything, um, you'll realize what is happening this week. Um, yeah, but it kind of led me into kind of discussing also this Hyrox this weekend. So I've really run this at the stupidest time because that's obviously a demographic that I tend to train. Um, mm. But and I also should know it because obviously I've got people that are competing in Hyrox this weekend, and I was like, this is a silly time to run this. But yeah, Sook was just like, act fast, doesn't matter, just put it out there. Done is better than like perfect. So yeah, let's crack on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it kind of got me thinking in terms of people, what they do during these kind of weeks. Obviously, Dan, you could like relay from a nutritional point of view and I could relay from the actual training point of view of what I kind of advise. Um, and also we need mm. to talk about being flash because uh, I've just coined Dan, the James Milner of business mentors. Um, so Thanks, he can... <laughs> so Mr. he's Warren. better than Jordan Henderson. So better than Jordan that is Henderson. true, mate. If you'd have called me that, I'd have fucking screamed. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So Which and then obviously, I mean, and oh, should we talk about Gaza first? Mm, not talking about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, and oh, we do need to talk about the actual, the biggest uh, topic of the week is. Um, I think we talked about it a long time ago, but it, it might have been part of the pulleys a long time ago. And I was like having a, I was having a discussion earlier. And what is the worst thing to have after you brush your teeth? Orange juice. Everyone knows that. Everyone would, but if, would that be? I think it's you. You associate it with that with obviously orange juice, brushing your teeth in the morning, and then you go and have something maybe. But is there a worse food or worse thing to have after? Or is it because that's normally a breakfast-based item? I always get confused by this because I didn't know until recently that there were people out there who brush their teeth before eating breakfast. I've see that would had normally be. I normally wake up and then I brush my teeth. No, see, I've always had breakfast first, waking and then, up, and then brush my teeth because it seems absolutely pointless brushing your teeth. Because think about <laughs> what the last thing you do before you go to bed is you brush your teeth. Have you eaten anything? No. Well, that was always my well, I brush your teeth. Well. Obviously, if and your then, breath's bad, then that's fine. I was right? like, but I don't like the sensation when I wake up. And I'm like, I probably sleep with my yeah. mouth open. And it's your a mouth bit, like, bit like mouth breathy desert mouth kind of thing. So I'm just like, all right, I need to get that Whereas, sensation out. But I mean, I'm pretty sure coffee would be pretty bad after brushing your teeth. But that's where I always have a coffee. Because obviously, my breath's probably bad in the morning. Understandable, right? But I'm also not seeing anyone, really, other than my family. And I'm like, well, I'll have a coffee, have some breakfast. Then brush my teeth. See, I do brush my teeth before I leave the house, you see, for me. So I would have, even if I don't have breakfast, I'd have a coffee, then I brush my teeth, then I go. See, I think it's, maybe it's born out of, like, for me as an adult, it'll be like, I'm waking up, and then I'm going to brush my teeth, and then I'm leaving and, like, having a drink and yoghurt as I go. And I'm going to take a picture of you doing this, time, and I'm going to put this as a poll on my Instagram, and we're going to discuss whether or not... Oh, we'll get Yoda, we'll get Yoda in it. Okay. Get Yoda in. There we go. Oh, right. Oh, oh is right. that the right way? Right, right, right. right. We'll see. We'll see what the, the poll says. Do you brush your teeth before breakfast uh, or after? Hey, so but we'll, we'll we'll it'll be weird. I'm sure we'll check. We'll check at the end of the show what what the uh the poll's saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, well, we can see, yeah. In the morning, Alexa, you brush your teeth before breakfast. Remind me in 30 minutes to check the poll. Okay, I'll remind you in 30 minutes. Right, we have to make this podcast last at least 30 minutes. I think we'll be able to do that. Um, I reckon so. Is a, can you hear Alexa? Yeah, she's really annoying. All right, just in case uh, I can't, I've got my headphones in. So In the morning, do you, I'm just making sure I structure the question correctly. <laughs> in the morning, right. do you brush your teeth before teeth. breakfast or after? There's no ambiguity there, right? That is a clear. Yeah. Right, there we go. It's out there, mate, in the world. Out there. Beautiful. Let me just right. make sure that people are aware that it's an argument we're having. They're more likely to then comment. <laughs> little tip for all you online coaches listening out there. Make sure there's a little bit of controversy in it. People are more likely Correct. to give their people. opinion when they think you're having an argument about it. Even though me and Tom aren't actually having an argument about it, as you guys know. Well, even though I'm right and he's wrong. but Difference of opinion. It's fine. There we go. It's out in the world. But I, think, I think I would, but it, I think by... The way I do it is born out of necessity more than anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah so... I, I understand like where you're coming from in the necessity thing. I do get it to a degree, but my argument is if you're having breakfast after brushing your teeth, there's no point brushing your teeth. I think I just want that taste. I would probably, I think I, at third space, I would normally like mouthwash and stuff as well. After see, I think, breakfast. see, I think this is where, hang on, now we're on to a different topic. I think mouthwash is, is chronically underrated as a tool. Because if I was you and I didn't like that feeling, I'd be like, mouthwash first thing, great, brilliant. Or likewise, if I brushed my teeth first thing, then I had breakfast, I'd then have mouthwash afterwards before I go. Like, I think mouthwash is something you should always have lying around because it's super, super easy. So if you just grab something to eat quick and you're like, shit, can't brush my teeth, it's got to be better than nothing, surely. Do you know, I believe this is correct, that Listerine, obviously there are other mouthwashes, but I believe that's the only one that I know, they invented halitosis. The company that um, made, they had a product that seemed to do this. And then they put the product to, and then they invented a kind of disorder, which was halitosis, um, to have that product mm. again. Yeah. So they make money. Um, so yeah, we should, we should invent something in the fitness industry that people actually mm. isn't a problem, but we've got a solution for that non-problem. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is now socially unacceptable and we've got the answer for it. And then open the floodgates down. So mm. what can we do? I don't really know. I always did wonder why like they decided on mint as the smell for good breath. It is though. It's yeah, you immediately associate it with it. It's like I don't yeah. know why though, because it's it's just ingrained it it's in me. Clearing. Like is it clearing? Yeah, I don't know, but like it might like, if it was like orange. Why is it not orange? Or strawberries? Why is it not? I don't yeah. I don't know why that, that became a thing. I'm sure there's a reason. So I reckon is it like that, that that menthol basis of it does like See, I, I assumed it. it was to do with it or something in mint that was to do with like the, the reduced the acidity in your mouth. I I assumed mm. there was something within mint that was useful for it. But then obviously since then we have loads of different types of flavors and stuff like that, and it's not nothing to do with it. Maybe dentists can help me out. Any dentists know anything? They can help me out. But anyway. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. Right, it's not looking good, Tom, for you, mate. It's not looking good for you, mate. Is it not? (laughs) Tell you that now, mate. We're at twenty, twenty. We're at ten votes in total for the whole poll. All of them are for me. Eleven. Really? I mean, yes. (laughs) Everyone so far. So we'll see what happens, mate. They're all they're all online coaches and don't go to work. 
So that's maybe. the thing. Uh, maybe, maybe. Who knows, mate? <laughs> um, but yeah, the in, uh, if you just this is your first show, then we do talk about fitness. Um, at some point, if this is your first show. How the fuck <laughs> have you found us? That's what I want to know. Like, how has that? How has that occurred? If it is how your first show, please reach out and, and tell us. <laughs> I, I would be, I would be super intrigued. Uh, I was always staggered that hundred bits of people actually bothered listening to us. But yeah. Um... <laughs> Orange, it's got orange, so I've got like orange juice, OJ, orange juice, OJ, OJ. Pretty much everybody has gone for orange juice apart from cantaloupe juice. Really weird one. All right, who's that? Fucking posh. <laughs> and then I feel like this is taking the piss. Fried scorpion. What? I don't really know that, but it's a consensus, yeah, from mine is orange juice on my poll. poll I think coffee's pretty bad questions. as well. Like- I think coffee is pretty bad in general. But anyway, let's switch this up, mate. Um, Cool. Um, If you're doing a peak week or performance-based peak week, not Mm. a um, bodybuilding shit, um, that one. I think that's what most people think peak week is, right? They do, yeah. Peak and peak. Yeah, yeah, just don't eat calories. Fucking hell. Um, It's fine. Just get even leaner and even more malnourished and even more... Awful, shredded. shredded. Yeah, nah, they're grinding, mate. Um, they're just uh, grinding. Do 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 even more non-cardio. That's what people do. Even more non-cardio. 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 We've had this discussion before. Cardio has a direct effect on your VO2 max. Walking does not. Um, good. Don't believe you. <laughs> right, we're then me and Dan have a race as well. Like we decided we're gonna have a race. Any distance he can pick it. When, 20, when meters. Dubai, 20 meters i've still got you it's fine right. we, we can get that with your knee fucking hell old man <laughs> the old man knee mate he, yeah. he, <laughs> uh, he walks he walks you know that's why you don't walk course dan because he's an old man knee, yeah. oh, bless him so, um right so peaking so it's so in terms of obviously my combine week has in perfect world i wouldn't make uh, somebody do this many tests in a week okay but we don't live in a perfect world this is more kind of like most people are going to be able to do this so we're going to have like three or four days that we're able to do a batch of tests i've made it as scientific as possible to give like energy systems and muscles uh kind of to relax and chill out before the next effort and obviously i've done it day well it's like day on day off day on day off day on day off so if somebody was trying to train or max out um, especially if there's a high rocks event at the end of the week, or maybe they've got three days they need to peak for within that week. What would you do nutritionally, Dan? The problem a lot of um, the, a lot of people have with peaking, or the, the mistake I see very, very often, and I actually used to see it a lot with footballers actually, and, and it was one thing that that I, I never understood is that they try and cram everything in last minute. Like in terms of carbs and energy and all that sort of stuff. So you hear about people carb loading and, and things like that, and the amount of footballers are used to my dog's going barking. Um, the amount of people that used to just throw in shit loads of carbs, like the morning of a three o'clock game, you know, they'd be on oats, um, fruit, eggs, beans, toast, and then again at lunch, they then have chicken and pasta and tomato sauce, and like just you add it up, and it was like they were trying to get in 250 grams of carbs in, 
in a four hour window before a 3 p.m. game. I'm like, you do realize carbs can be stored, right? Like, why are you going to all this extent? Anyway, point is, you can carb load 48 hours before an event and still have the benefit of the carbohydrates. So, my big thing is to go on the day of the race or whatever you're doing the event. Most people are nervous as well, they don't want to eat loads of food. Like it's yeah. not the thing you want to be doing. You want to feel, if anything, lighter inside, light on your feet and that sort of stuff. So I always say the two days before is when you try and get somewhat close to your body weight in kilos times by nine to get grams of carbs where possible. It's not always easy to do. If you're 70 kilos, it's nearly 700 grams of carbs, a little bit less than that, 700 grams of carbs. So a lot of people go, oh my God, I can't eat that much. It's like, no, you probably can. Um, you know, because most of the time you're actually somewhat depleted. So two days on that. Um before your, your event and the reason for that as well the other thing that people forget is that the digestion of that and again like the 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 discomfort potentially um of having to digest all that can stay for 24 36 24 to 36 hours after consuming that food um so it's just important to remember that you can get that feeling of of like bloatedness and and for want of a better term on a podcast, being stuck, should we say, um, can last for a while. You don't want that when you're playing sport, when you're when you're having to peak for an event. You don't you don't want or need that. Where so that's why if you have those seven eight hundred grams of carbs split over you know two days, where you feel like okay, I can manage this in cereal, rice, things that kind of digest well and easily, you're going to be much much better positioned to then be able to manage those those carbs and manage your your food intake rather than thinking you have to cram it all in last minute. It's just it's just not a nice feeling to to do um, within that. And, and usually that's combined with the days as well that you're then not training. So I'm assuming we're going to train a bit now, Tom, you're going to say, well, two to three days before the event, you're not really going to do much other than a bit of like um, pap and potentiation crap and whatever you're probably going to say. Um, I'm assuming something like that, some jumping and some hopping. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing like, there's nothing crazy going on in terms of like exertion. So you're not actually burning through any of those carbs either. So you can kind of make sure that you, you, you know, you, you conserve your energy from, from that point of view as well. Um, and then obviously the increase in carbs for a couple of days, quite high can also actually help improve your sleep quality as well in the lead up to an event, which is quite handy. Yeah. Exactly that in terms of like, so peaking, just for a particular event i guess if you've got like a match or whatever i think i've talked about this at length too in terms of advice of people being in my dms particularly for football and it's and again because obviously we know we probably know more about peaking for football but it's peaking every saturday in theory we've got a week mm -hmm. to peak every single fucking saturday to try and kind of ramp them towards that and we've people are like oh so when do you load heavy we've always said as fucking close to when they performed as possible afterwards it's like that's when i'm loading as heavy as possible and trying to get some stimulus and then we tail it off in terms of like so that's the highest intensity a little bit of lower volume and then at the kind of next bit of the state stage of the week we probably increase the volume but lower the intensity and then both come down towards like really going to the end the only thing mm -hmm. about peaking for something like high rocks or something like that is i would advise um in the terms of the peak, like you've probably got two weeks or one week or whatever. I wouldn't advise just shutting down because the body likes kind of um, consistency. So if you shut down completely in terms of intensity, you're going to be fucked when you come to that day and try and perform really, really hard to an intensity that you want to because your body's gone, ah, shit, I thought we were chilling out. Like, 
why are we why are we all of a sudden working really fucking hard like so i would advise yeah that kind of the longest bout of probably 72 hours before i want a really fucking low volume of of a similar intensity for race day or whatever that be but really fucking i would say whatever your training was the week before we want 40 percent of that like uh, a, a decent 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 intensity and you run that as a technical based session and yeah, Dan would say it would mainly consist of let's probably say your bounds and your jumps and stuff like that, or powerlifting, not pa- literally powerlifting, or powerful lifting, or strength, speed, speed, strength, stuff like that. That time of intensity, I'm not going for my one RMs and heavy loading that that close. Mm-hmm. It's going to be safe technical lifting, um, or it might be like you might be doing some sprint run throughs or technical stuff or anything like that. So, for example, my high rocks athletes this week have a um they have a zone two run which they know they're gonna they're gonna be fine for and then they have two quarter high rocks which will take 20 minutes to 25 minutes to complete and they will so they don't run the full k they run 500 meters and they only run it four times and they do half of what they would do at a technical pace of one of the uh, the high rocks events so i like them to get in the mindset they're going to do that order. I like them getting in the mindset that they're going to run and then come back. But they're going to, this for these two things, they're going to run or give or take about their race pace, which is not all out for them whatsoever. So just in, for example, people who are doing high rocks, the people who are successful keep consistent pacing throughout. Okay. And that consistent pacing, if you do run, um, or if you want my fucking pacing calculator, maybe we'll do a high rocks pacing calculator, is give or take around what would be your guesstimated half marathon pacing based off the fatigue. So so one of my lads will be running five to five and fifth. He's got, he's got a window of five minute to 5.15 kilometers and he's got to run that eight times. If he drops out of that, he's probably not going to make the time that we want, but that'll be a give or take. So people realize that pacing is very important and keeping that intensity. But yeah, that coupled with Dan's wonderfulness of uh, nutrition, you're probably going to be okay. But yeah, I think people either try to, again, try to do too much in the last week in terms of like, shit, I've got to pack a little bit more training in. Yeah. And like, you don't. You need to like 40% of the volume that you were doing. Give your body time to recover. The people intensity. find it really odd, don't they, when you tell them to do less. And like, I'm like, that's a week off. Yeah, it's a week to chill. But I still want you, whenever you are training, 20 minutes are going to be hard as fuck. But that's it. Literally it. You're going to feel like you've got so much more to give. But yeah, I'm going to take that and bank it. Take that and bank Mm -hmm. it. I still want the ability to perform really well, but we're just going to go boom, boom. So yeah, I think people do really struggle with that with the week before because they're like getting nervous energy and that kind of thing. So they're a little Mm -hmm. bit more active um, beforehand. But yeah, Um, luckily the guys that are doing high rocks this weekend, it's not their first ones. Um, so they're kind of like a little bit more prepared and they know what's happening. So obviously that that's that kind of nervousness to it. But yeah, especially so. And in terms of the combine week, I would mimic in terms of trying to carb up the day before each time and then um, at least. But I wouldn't worry about it too much because it's based off like training. It's like training metrics, not peaking metrics. Um, I wouldn't particularly ask somebody to really really peak for a combine week we try to to the best of our ability but it's probably training peaks not like competition peaking so yeah because there's 16 different tests that i asked them to do and that's not normal to do that in a week because it'd be very hard to get your best scores 
and all of those throughout the week. It's just given us a nice guide. Um, I just know you'll be probably about 90% around there. But lovely. Mm. Good. Nice, mate. Nice. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Are um, England playing Italy tonight? They are. Yeah. Mm. It's actually important as well. So, in Wembley. Is it important? Is it? I don't even know. I'm not even bother. Um, I think if we beat them, we're through. We in the Euros, and they they could not make the Euros, wow. which will be funny. Uh, be but, then, then. but they did beat us in in the Euro final, so they're kind of like, ah, we've already done it, and we so you can crack on and have another go. They did beat us. Yeah. Anyway, Daniel, um, we wanted to talk about just being flashy a little bit. Alluding on the, was that why you were trying to bring up being the Jordan Henderson of the fitness business industry? James Milner, you said. Come on, Jordan Henderson, you took the money, you took the money to to go to in front of a lesser audience. Oh, the That's East. what you wanted. Yeah, you East. were like, it, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to switch platforms. You were going to take the money, go to LinkedIn. That's what Dan's doing. He's going to LinkedIn so he gets oh. less people, but he's taking six hundred grand a week. So yeah. did well, mate. So, <laughs> yeah. I okay, I will I manage I will manage your LinkedIn for six grand of that. So I have one percent. Okay, I will mate, manage deal. your LinkedIn. <clears throat> All the money I make from LinkedIn, you can have one percent of it. There you go. Deal. <laughs> um yeah. It's uh yeah, no, we were just talking about it and like I think I think in this in the space I'm now in. Well, I suppose you're in it to a degree as well. Like we're both kind of in it now. Yeah, as a, as a... I would say I dabble, but only because people trust me from an education standpoint. Yeah, I think we're at a point where mine is very wedged in. I still educate whilst I'm doing it. Instead, in terms of like, if you're lost within your training as well, I'm gonna spend time doing that half and half. Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's just full of people who I don't see it as much anymore. But you brought it up about these mentors that just like always taking pictures of the cars they've got, the clothes they're wearing, the business class flights, and and all this sort of stuff. And like as like about as like always always talking about it, always posting about money, always talking about how much money they make, how much money you should be making, how much money, money, everything's about money. And it's just like part of me feels a little bit like if you get scammed by one of these mentors that charges 10 grand up front for four months' work and they don't deliver anything and they don't get results, people, and you've not done your homework, and you just pick them based off the fact that they must know what they're talking about because they spend money on business class flights, have a flashy car, do all these flashy things, have flashy clothes. Part of me feels a little bit like, I don't want to say it because I know that some, I get some clients come from and they're just like, I just wasn't thinking straight, I was desperate or whatever. But part of me does feel a little bit like, what were you expecting? And like, and like you almost deserve it a little bit. If you've not done your homework properly, you just go off that solely alone. Like, and just them talking a good game. I'm all for people bigging up their ability and bigging up their service and all that sort of stuff. I think that's, that's if if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. But I think you can do that alongside your clients and everyone else talking about how great you are. Then then you're in, in a great position. You can let your clients do the talking and you can do that other stuff as well. So like me and Mike have our way of doing things, which is a bit self-deprecating. And then we go, yeah, but our clients are posting nice messages about us and we just joke about how we paid them to say, oh, they're shit, or they're actually not doing that well, whatever, blah, blah. blah. And they actually are, and you can kind of see that they are. But it's the it's the it's the falling for that that I just find baffling. And, and me and Tom were talking about it, and Tom was like, How does someone sign up with this guy? Like if he's doing that sort of stuff. And I was like, people have different 
things that they look for. And like, I know that when my clients are with me, they're not that, I say not that bothered, but they're not, their sole focus isn't on making shit loads of money real quick. There's a few other things that they're focused on. There's a few other things that they're interested in. So a few other things that are more important to them than making the money. That, that is a secondary thing and tertiary thing, and it is important. But from a place of doing the right thing first and living life on their terms, all those sorts of things. I just find it odd. Uh, and you were saying like, because you said you saw you saw it and went, why the hell would anyone sign up with this guy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> people do though, Tom. People do though. I know. That's the baffling thing. And I'm just like, it just like, I follow this guy because I haven't been blocked, which is weird by association, I would have thought. But, mm. um, and it's always funny to talk about with, uh, yeah, you two. So it's interesting. I just, I just <laughs> think it's, so, so much in the same way that I'm sure that if we were to talk about dating, right, and we were to talk about someone who, going on a date with someone who just talks about money and the clothes they're wearing and the car they drive all the time. Yeah. You'd be a bit put off. I would. You'd be a bit like, yeah. all right, fucking change the record. But yeah, in this scenario, it seems that like, how would that not put you off? To me, it would, it would be hugely off-putting. But I do feel like it's only going to attract people that are that way themselves. So I go, well... The marketing then you could argue is on point you could argue i just think it's just not for us it's just not the way we do things because obviously people do it because he's can afford all these things people are signing up and they are getting screwed over and they do want the lamborghini lifestyle or whatever it is i mean fair play to me if that's what they want um i i just think that that with social media the way it is with knowing that people can manipulate stuff they can fucking rent Lamborghinis and you can fucking fly business class on points and you can get a free upgrade. I know, what was I, what was I saying to you, literally? I was like, Dan, I'm going to fly. I'm not flying back Sunday because I'll fly back Monday morning because, and this is, but bear in mind, 350 pounds, not an expensive thing, but with my points, that's how much a business or a first class flight would be. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was and like, wow, I can do that. Um, yeah, and it's and it's just... I'm all for it. Like I said, I'm all for people doing that. But like, I, I said this to clients loads of times. I said like, you don't know what I do and what I spend my money on because I don't show you what. It's like it's not important. There, to me. If you important if you head over to, to the YouTube channel, Dan is actually sitting there with about six rings on. He's got gold yeah. Scotty Camerons all over the back Imagine. of his uh... <laughs> yeah. a crown. Um, Shit, man! Is that like I can see behind like, into your garage? There's a jag. There's a new jag. Is it, there. Yeah, oh, mate, um, there's everything. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I just I just think different people have different put different value on things. And like for me, I think wealth is more than than just the shit that you own like and other people don't other people see it as a, as a sign of like well i must be good i must know what i'm doing and I, I i'm one of those people that i think not enough people are admitting that they want nice things to show off like it's fine to do that if that's what you want if you want to buy a rolex watch that's great but you are doing it solely to show off because yeah. it tells the time you can't sit there and say to me like oh i i bought it because um it, it means a lot to me and it doesn't it doesn't mean a lot to you. You bought it because it shows people you've got money. It's a status symbol, much in the same way all this other stuff is. And it's like people want status and all those things. But for me, I don't look at someone who's got those things and go, oh, my God, they must be a better person than me. Or they must be better off than me. They must be. You don't have no idea what's going on in their life. And I mean, no idea. I've played golf uh, uh, over here with some people who, you know, when, once you speak to them or you know them or you speak to other people who know them. They're like some of the richest people that you will ever know. 
and you to look at them you would not have a clue and i know some people who to look at you would think are the richest people in the world but know <laughs> from other people that they are not in fact anywhere close to that so it's just that thing of i i feel personally like with with things like whether it's whether it's clothes watches cars whatever it is i just feel like people who use that as a metric of how well someone's doing personally i feel like they're only the people in the middle of that mm. it's like that whole like in what's the what's the dunning kruger effect it's that thing yeah dunning like you know if you're if you're actually that rich you don't wear labeled clothes well you i remember like obviously we we were like blessed by training quite a few like wealthy people yeah first place right and keep them as clients and i i still i've still got this client now and they're worth in the hundreds of millions right fucking turns up in basic pajamas the same yeah. clothes mm -hmm. every single session the same clothes they washed mm -hmm. but they're like he's got like a pair he definitely bought them from sports direct a thousand percent couldn't give a shit and he's just mm -hmm. like but he looks like he's just rolled out of bed which he probably has but it's just like it's so funny. Yeah, and and, uh, and like I, <laughs> like you know, well, you know, I've trained someone who's possibly one yeah. of the, from one of the richest families in the, in literally the world, like quite literally. Um, just wouldn't know to look at. Like again, I've been with this guy because he's taken me away to train him while he's been on holiday. Like I've I've, I've had amazing experiences. Dan I've, I've, I've is been on... a sex worker, basically. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> but like even down to the point where like, so I've. I've been on a private plane with this guy, right? I've been to an army base to fly a private plane or whatever. Like, I don't, you didn't know because I didn't post it on Instagram, right? But my point is that this guy would walk through the hotel that we stayed at, which is one of the, the nicest hotels I've ever been in. To look at him compared to everyone else, you would think he was like someone who worked there. You would think he was like a cleaner or something. You wouldn't know. Whereas then you would see people there who were all flashing, were all this sort of stuff. And he would go, oh, you never guess who that is. That's this person. Oh, yeah. They just um, they just lost their company. It's got dissolved. And it's like, well, what the fuck is going all this money on here then? And you just, you realize it's all just a front, a lot of this stuff. And I think no more so than on social media with this type of, of industry and work. Like, it, it just, it baffles me that, that people still look at that as a metric of, oh, that must be good. Why? Based on what? Like, based on what? Like so many people are living a lie on social media as it is. And you, you hear it all the time about people photoshopping pictures and, you know, they're looking happy on Instagram, but then they got the worst relationship in the world, you know, out behind closed doors. It's like, do you not think that some people are doing that with like flashy shit like that just to try and get your money? Really? Like you born yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Well, what, I, just I feel don't know whether they odd. were taking the piss. Have you seen that? That there was a... I don't know whether it was a joke or whether it wasn't, but it was obviously, even if it was a joke, it was kind of done in jest, taking the piss out of this. There was this guy who like, I've bought a private jet um, so I can rent it out to influencers so they can come in and pretend that yeah. they're on a private jet for their clients or their group or they're joining the Mate, inner I'm circle. In a, I'm in a, or in I'm in a group. I'm, yeah. in a, I'm in a group over here on Facebook, like Brits in Dubai, it's called. Like, it's full, like 20,000 people, obviously British people here in Dubai. Someone messaged in there saying, has anyone got a grounded private plane that we can borrow for a photo shoot? Yeah, and yeah. obviously everyone was in hysterics in the comments, like, you fucking kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> people, people do it, man. People do it. It's it's, funny, it's, it? it's it's crazy. It, it really is. And like, I just feel like if someone's always talking about money all the time on their Instagram, that's all they talk about. Even if you're looking at mentoring, like, just 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 think about 
what their motives are if that's all they talk about like so for us we talk a little bit about money but mostly about giving a good service mostly about building a business you're proud of mostly about living life in your terms all those things right i always feel like it's quite obvious in this content that they can't they can't not talk about what they're passionate about people like that and i'm like it's quite evident all you give a shit about is money like the proof is in the pudding like just go and look if all they talk about is money it should tell you everything you need to know. It's like, what are they interested in with you then? Building your business or your money? I wonder. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just. Burden I just chance. find it baffling. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's like. So a prime example is like those bodybuilding coaches who just talk about themselves and their own training all the time, and they've got hundred clients, and you're like, well, I know that those clients are not going to good service because all this coach cares about is themselves and their training. You kind of know that. You don't have to be a genius to work that out. And it's the same with this. It's like, do you not, do you not see it? Do you not? <laughs> and like put two and two together i just find it odd just find it odd but um but yeah like i said if people get scammed out of the money it's it's kind of like well that's what he talked about so what do you expect maybe that's a bit harsh but maybe but it's fine i won't be i won't get some heat. money so i'm getting some heat well i know we're both getting some heat oh wait alexa how long left Excellent. <laughs> I suppose she told me I told her to do something in like a half hour. Uh, all right, we'll we'll start right, to end me, the show. Let me start to wrap up. Let me have a little. No, we'll, let's check this poll. Where we check the poll? Oh wow! End. Okay, this is where it's, the end of the show is going to be. It's shifted though. It's shifted, man. So we're up to seventy-five votes. Mate, you should, you should thank me for the, the interactional post. So 75 votes, <laughs> and we have 61% for after, 39% for before. Mate, it's climbing, trending. What? How though? Like, I don't trending. get it. I'm happy with that. I'm okay with that because those yeah, are the people that go out to I work. It was gonna be. <laughs> those are the people who clearly have to go to work. No, not like you. There's a lot of people here before that I'm confused. Why are they confused? You just I'm say, confused oh, they, why they, they voted for before. Their finger must slip or, or something like that. I think they've got the similar thing to me where if in a in a perfect world, I would think I'd wake up, brush my teeth, breakfast. The Check the poll. There we go. Um, right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go in on some people here and be like, right, what's the thought process there? Alexa, stop. Um, right, she told me to check the poll, so realised that that could have been just been like very odd, odd thing to be shouting around. But yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, how interesting. Well, we'll find out soon on uh, on Dan's thing. Definitely didn't really post about that because yeah, he just opened a whole load of info, like I've got, I've got a lot of people to get back to there. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. The thing I find odd about this, right, is that means that you go then eating breakfast, lunch and dinner, three meals that you go throughout the day where you don't clean your teeth in any way, shape or form. Then you brush your teeth in the evening and then you brush your teeth in the morning, whether you've eaten nothing in between those. I thought the whole point of brushing your teeth was that obviously you build when you eat, you have an acidic environment on your teeth and all that sort of stuff and bad breath, and then you brush them. So at least if you have that after breakfast, you've only got two meals to eat before you then brush them again at some point. 
Like the time doesn't. So straight away, even if we just did a commit, time either thing, commit to it. You're not even committing to it. You, if you're buffering after one meal, we've got to brush after everything. There's probably a nah. dentist listening to this at some point. I'm just going. I'm going to speak to dentist. I'm going to speak to a dentist, and I'm going to find out their fucking job. They want you to buy toothpaste. Of course, they want you to do more yeah. brushing. Like they're like, here's the one you should buy. And look, they, they're yeah. getting kickbacks. They're going to use say, use my code at Jimmy the dentist too. Like so, that's what's going to happen. No, no, I don't buy it. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I want interest. Really... You've sent all these people to troll me. <laughs> I'm not. Talking... Anyway. I'm using my phone as my webcam. So no, I'm not. <sighs> <laughs> right. I'm gonna have to post a story now. I'm gonna have to get on my camera. I'm gonna go, look, guys, you lot are fucking idiots. This is why I do it. After. I'm gonna post a story as well, saying, "Everybody, thank you." Um, I don't have as big a following as Dan, so thank you for the committed followers. That they're clearly yeah. just—they're probably podcast listeners. And did you did you say it was me and you having a disagreement? Yeah, I said set an argument. Yeah, you see that the, you you've played into people's uh, whether people like you or me. So that's gonna be the interesting thing. Uh, I've got some. We all know you're the more angry man. So I'm the more calm and nice person. That's that's what's happening here. I'm just going to go into the people that vote for Afton. I'm going to be like, yeah, you guys are my people. There's some smarter people voting for Afton, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. After, yeah, people, the smart ones are voting for Afton. It's fine. We're all good. I've looked at some of the people who voted for, for before, and they're morons. We're fine. We're okay with this time. But that's all right. All we need to know is. All the people there, obviously, they've got their Rolexes. The people doing there, they've like, yeah. they're flying business. They're I see it. They're on their Instagram. So they're all good. Absolutely yeah. fine. On a, on a side note, Dan, um, it was something that I was talking about with a client today, CEO of uh, two high street brands, and uh, he we were talking about um, like Instagram and influencer marketing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much somebody per one hundred kind of hundred thousand? He he told me the going rate that they pay for like paid partnerships uh, for about, I think about two to three like posts on the feed and then about yeah. three or four like stories. You know how much that costs them? Per so post for, or? For a hundred thousand. So for that amount, probably five, five things. So a couple of stories and then two like posts made by them. On an influence with a hundred thousand followers? hundred thousand followers, yeah. Six grand? Eight grand. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. they pay. Eight grand. He was like, Yeah, some of them, if they're doing it well, they're making a killing. Like, but then yeah. I was like, Then I asked him, Nick, nobody knows you, Nick, is, but I was like, How do you, how are you tracking that conversion? I was like, And he was like, We're not really. You don't like, there's, you can't, you, you can't track you it. You can't. And I was yeah. like, Is that not like pissing into the fucking wind? Like, this is madness. Yeah. He was like, Unfortunately, yeah, that's where. But well, at the same time, now. but but at the same time though, so the so the way we look at it with with companies like that, that's that's what they're paying right to reach a hundred thousand people of their target demographic. So they must have to pay more than eight grand to reach a group of people that maybe aren't their target demographic, and they've got to hope for the best. So it, yeah. it must pay off for them in the long run because otherwise they wouldn't do it. Yeah, because we we had an influence once. We tried to get her on on for Blitz. So I'm kind of cheating because I kind of know roughly with that but she wasn't a hundred thousand people i think she had like 70 or 80 and it was three grand a month for three months we did and she did like a post a week that was it yeah on a story one post a week and she did the program like it didn't didn't get anything in really didn't work at all 
Because obviously, like I know, because, from... because they all because they all post because they're always posting about something as an ad. Always, and it's just like people just get bored yeah. of it. They just don't bother as well. Yeah. There's that element to it. Because obviously, like I've been in like those stuff with the my protein stuff. I don't do as much with them anymore. But obviously, they're like, oh, code, 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 and that's how they track people's kind mm. of revenue and bring them in um, and click through rates and stuff like that from where they've come from. Um, that's the only thing that they could track. That's why my protein and all those links and stuff like that, they feel like marketing schemes. They, it's what they do. And people try mm-hmm. and they, they earn money just through affiliates. Right. And so that's what some people's income is, but they have to yeah. post, 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 post. And you have to use that particular link. If you click off that link and don't use that on their, their click through, then it's nothing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was quite interesting. I thought that was quite interesting. So two major high, high street, they're in fucking Dubai. Yeah. Uh, brands and he was like yeah eight grand we spend on that so i was like oh, interesting a lot of money very yeah. interesting yeah thank you i've got to get my funnels up but me i need to do more tiktok start posting more content mate yeah <laughs> i've got to unfortunately train people but sorry i won't cry about it i won't cry about it we're in a we're in an okay position um yeah any other business dan not for me no just make sure you brush your teeth after you have breakfast <laughs> um basically um if you're yeah whenever people listen to this i don't i never really know i'm assuming i think most people listen to obviously on a commute or because that's what we we do it to like we're bang on 43 right there Mm. normally for a tight 45 don't we or 43 something like that that. yeah um average commuting time or driving time or you can split it into two or commute in commute out um yeah brush your teeth just brush your teeth all the time just brush your teeth, basically. No, that's yeah. definitely a good thing. You, know, you guys can <laughs> do it before or after. At least you're doing it. Like, that's cool. And don't be right. traditionally British and have shite teeth. That's like, yeah, that's what happens. So, speaking of a person who will have Invisalign for the rest of his life. So, yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, obviously, next week, if you're on my combine shit, you've probably already been in my facebook lives but you please book in a call with me so i can tell you where the fuck you're going to be going with your training because everybody gets that for free amazingly um yeah and if you want to be involved i think i'll run another i might run another free week before christmas so somebody's got something to train for over christmas or something like that because people tend to do fuck all don't they so or feel really lethargic they'll be full of beans anyway so and then mm. we can annually talk about what how bad dan's chocolate choices are with his quality streets so and then being a big box of quality street over to dubai with me so look forward to that mate. fine by me i look forward to it <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening catch you next week see you later